It's a podcast. And now... Welcome back to more garbage! Dude, everybody has their mic muted. That's true. <laughs> everybody yeah. had their mics muted. Welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> more Garbage Podcast, Sunday Crunch, uh, Vandal in the building with Max Porters, DJ hey. Jojo, and JJ the Third. What hey. up, JJ? Alongside Fubzilla out in Queens, Sunday crunching, getting ready for some Max Facts, I'm with book him, of the sir. week, record of the week, in and the of course, with him. some adult convo for the second half hour. So today, Sage. we're going to be talking about uh, a few different things, but I think we're going to set it off with our max facts so please press like if you're watching us on youtube and subscribe to our channel although you heard you're no longer i heard you're no longer supposed to tell people to subscribe to your channel why um, but it sounds desperate <laughs> ring the bell but definitely if you want uh, if you want to see this dog over and over again subscribe yeah, to our channel like yep, smash us that's right that's right just ring the notification bell that's really what we're talking about you already subscribe and we know that that's uh, bell. Subscribe. So my likes. friends, we got Max Quarters getting ready to dig into his Max Facts. Pretty exciting. And, uh, what do we got this week, Max? What, you what got? are we talking about? Okay, so this might be a bit too queasy and maybe a bit too survival skinny. Speak up a little bit, my friend. Today, we are learning about survival skills. We are learning about survival skills. Thank you. Anna Bacon fell into a stream in the mountains under thick layer of ice for 80 minutes of no air and survived. Um, this link. Well, let us share Throw this link up, bro. a little bit. Yeah, I think we need a little more info on this one. All right. So Anna Bagenholm, right? Crazy, by the way. It's a crazy story. Yeah. Uh, basically, was skiing in 1999, okay, and she slid and fell and was trapped under a layer of ice for 80 minutes in freezing water, and um, they were actually holding on to her feet, even though they couldn't pull her out, so that she wouldn't completely be taken under, but her heart literally stopped, Okay. And she um, survived. And yeah, she she was not breathing. Her her heart totally stopped beating, right? And somehow they were able to bring it back. And actually, I want to play um, just a little clip uh, that we found. I think Jojo's gone. Yeah, jo- Jojo's, he abandoned us. Jojo's dog's trying to take over the podcast right now. Joe, I love your dog, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's bring up this little clip right here. All right. Um, we put the mute on Joe. There we go. Mute your mic, Joe. Oh, there it is. There we go. We got him. We got him. 
All right, so let's check out this clip right here. This is after uh, they were able to rescue her and pull her out of the water. This is in Utah? Even though Anna looked no. dead, the doctors no, knew that the hypothermia, in, the very um, thing that had stopped Sweden. her Alaska. heart, might also have oh, preserved her brain. Yeah. And so despite the incredible duration of this cardiac arrest, the team took the decision to carry on the resuscitation and warm her up. Once she was on full bypass, we all sort of put our hands together and we waited. Yeah. Look at this. Um, slowly, the blood temperature increased. So we had an echo probe down her esophagus. So they were slowly we the still standing like melting this, her a frozen bit, body. And suddenly, so she pretty much went into like cryogenic freeze, right? Like some demolition man. Like I'm coming back in three thousand years and we'll whoop some ass. Well, tell us a little more about it, Max, because uh, I, I think you probably have done more research on this than, than any of us, right? Uh, about Anna Bagenor? Yeah. So, basically, she was skiing with her uh, big friend. Ugh. Go on. Uh, her friend was in front of her. Just waiting for her. She was still practicing. And then, boom. Just fell down. Her, uh, and also, uh, the, like, the hospital was, like, I don't know, like, 30,000, thousands of miles away. I, I gotta say, I'm looking at this hospital name, and uh, that does not look like it's in Alaska. That is in North Norway. Norway. Yeah. So Dude. let's get let's get our facts Dude. right, All these... buddy. Well, then National Geographic made them that. The facts on facts. She was transported by helicopter to the Tromsø University Hospital. Okay, where they worked Sweden. for nine hours to share to save her life. Okay, she woke up ten days after the accident, paralyzed. And spent two months recovering. Okay. She's in Norway. Yeah, Norway. Now that yeah, yeah. Uh, so pretty, pretty bananas. They they were trying to get her out from the ice, but she was just stuck in there. They were just holding on. Yeah. To her feet. Her, ski, her skis yeah, I mean, were crazy. through the water. Like her skis were holding her up from not falling in. They went. She went head first in, and pretty much she found an air pocket. I was reading it earlier, and I was like, whoa. And like her water, her clothing filled with water, which is what kept her down. So it says that she struggled in the water before she found an air pocket. Ah, there we go. Because I was like, yo, all right, fine. She's frozen, but she's also not able to breathe. She was conscious for 40 minutes with that air pocket and then. And then suffered circulatory arrest, which. So her body froze, but somehow her lungs like kept her alive, more or less. Oh my God! They tried to dig her out. The snow shovel could not break the ice. Okay, bringing pointed gardening shovel, they were able to cut a hole. Dude, the fact literally says a thick layer of ice. It was negative fifty degrees, layer, guys. One layer of ice, and they can't break it with a snow shovel. Well, that doesn't mean it's a thin layer. I did, and my fact, I said. A thick layer of ice. Still got a lot of facts to go. All right, buddy. Go on. Hit us with another one. 
Max? Yes. Next facts. <clears throat> Randy Gardner in 1965 as a high schooler, Randy stayed awake for 11 days and 12 minutes. He stayed awake, you said? Yeah. For 11 days? And 12 minutes. Yeah. It, what happened at that 11th minute and that 11th day? He was like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He was like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, he was slurring his speech. Was starting to lose memory. I had a yeah, I had a coach. Well, I had I had a coach that did a an experiment in college that was like one of these like sleep deprivation experiments, and they didn't go eleven days, but he said that like after it's like forty eight hours, like he did I think up to three days or something as a study. Like you start to hallucinate, like naturally, like your your brain. Yeah. So I can't even imagine eleven days. It's yeah. impossible. Yeah, you. I mean, it's crazy. You can just fall asleep with keeping your eyes open. How did they keep him up for eleven days? They tell him that. They tell us. I don't know, but <sighs> uh, the picture uh, I was looking it up when I was watching it. Uh, nice. There was like a doctor right next to him. And he was checking his heart and everything. Easy. So I don't want yeah. to ever stay up for eleven days. Anybody? No. So, so we got extreme facts today. Jesus, Max I feel very. I feel. Yeah, that's about right. The facts and facts, facts man. I'm, facts. I'm feeling it. Jesus, Ooh, that's cold. Max. That's cold. Forty, eighty minutes in ice and eleven Every days year, up. People that's in terrible. Alaska go missing. Three thousand of them go missing. But the good thing is that ninety percent of them uh, were found every year. <laughs> so, how, so you said three thousand people go missing in Alaska, and and ninety percent of them are found. So, what about the other people that are just gone forever? Yep. That sucks, bro. He just what? Yeah, he's right now fighting a dog. You know that. <laughs> Like cartoon fighting a dog right now. Wait. I think it was like a chinchilla or something. A chinchilla is going to make it a coat. So 3,000 people go missing, but most of them do get found, right? Yeah. That's How many people thing. are in Alaska anyway? I wonder. Like a lot. Alaska is big. Huge. It is big. That's for sure. Physically huge. But it's mostly. Mr. Fact, Jojo. But mostly Alaska is, uh, is wildlife. Not even Should a million I... people in Alaska. Should I read all two of the facts? Well, no. I, I think he just missed the fact that the 3,000 people go missing in Alaska every year, but most of them do get found. 90% of them are 90%, found every but, year. But that means they all have satellites on. They yeah. are keeping the authorities busy out there. Oh, yeah. Well, there's not a lot of like... There's only a few like developed places in Alaska. The rest is all wilderness. And also, it's huge. Did you know that... Um, if you take the 22 you could fill it with 30 countries of the United States, you can fill them into Alaska. I believe it. So almost 22. like two. It's the size, of America can get into it. It's the size of our 22 smallest states combined. Well, that's why we bought it. That's almost half of the states. That's crazy. It gives us a say in the Greenland and Greenland and stuff up there, and the, the fishing, all the the Bering so, Sea and whatnot. That was our facts for the day. They're good facts today, dude. Really into them, actually. Oh, those, those were our three. They were like my favorite facts yet. Extreme facts on facts. I love and survival them. Survival skills facts. 
I'm into mm. it. I think we need yeah. that. All right. Oh, oh. Sex on sex. Two we hour. got Batman Damn. and the Ninja Turtles team wow. up together. That just come out? I don't know. I got this from the library. It's crazy. Oh, once again, shout out to the Brooklyn Public Library if you're not using your uh, local library. They got and... Robin. They got Batgirl. They got Poison Ivy. Uh, um, they have... Book. Yeah, I'm sure in the library uh, too, but yes, in that book. The libraries have a huge section now of graphic novels. Graphic they novels are weed. extremely popular now, not just amongst kids oh. uh, and young adults, but everybody. Everybody. They have snake yeah. weed. Male, they female. also have the scarecrow in this. Shout world. out your library. Which is your library, guys? Which one do you go to a lot? They also have the scarecrow in this book. Of his nightmare gas. Oh man, his nightmare gas yeah. was always the worst. The scare, the scarecrow is one of my favorite uh, villains. Oh, it's like yeah, Batman it's like, world right? totally uh, gets the Batman. And also, so crazy. This, there's one villain. They, uh, they also have the Joker and Harley Quinn, but there's this one villain, the Mad Hatter. Uh, yeah, can right you find the photo? Because yeah, I'm the Mad Hatter. About that. It's but connected to Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, but uh, why is yeah. that in a DC comic? Always has always been in Batman. He's always been a Batman villain since the animated I knew, series. I, I think. knew he sounded familiar. He's uh, for some reason he's been he's been it. it the, he was in like the noir Batman yeah. series. I'm pretty sure. Animated yeah. Animated series. Interesting. Okay. I didn't, I Let's didn't double check that. it though. Um, uh, is this is is this based off the noir more or less? Hey, can we get a little peep at? Can we get a little peep at some of the show panels? Of, yeah, uh, can we see is, some of the panels? Yeah, let's check it out. This is the Mad Hatter right there. I'm putting up some stuff in the chat about where the yeah, show us some the, more of the art. Flip through yeah. a little bit. Go ahead. Yep. Look at this. This is so basically the background of the Mad Hatter. Here it is. I put the link up. Obsessed they from a young age with Lewis Carroll's. They also have Clayface. Oh, he's the best. Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, Jervis Tetch was a brilliant neuroscience embraced illusion that he was the incarnation of a character in the story in Mad Hatter. So it's somebody that kind of like within the Batman universe. Yeah, he loved Alice in Wonderland. There it is. So they, 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 they took him somehow. It's pretty cool. So there it is. Put it up yeah, in the so chat. Do you give us a it. thumbs up or a thumbs down on that book? Thumbs up. Perfect for kids. Um... <laughs> Some of the parts might be a bit too creepy, like the nightmare gas. Yeah, nightmare gas. Because this is what Batman looks like with the nightmare gas. It's uh, meant to induce fear. That's what he looks like with the nightmare gas. Oh no! That might, out. That might creep out some kids. Uh, might the keep me up at night. Not before bedtime. So. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but but you do recommend it. The art looks amazing. Who who yeah. do we have uh, as the artists on there? The artist, uh, Joe Samarvia. Okay, Joe Samarvia. Um. Okay, we're gonna have to look this to guy up. The colors. Uh, the colors are by Leonardo Ito. All right, there we he go. Also has give... his name. Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. How do you spell his name? Uh, which guy? The Joe. Artist? Oh. S O. 
Uh, J O N. Oh, it's John. S um S O M M A R I V A. Samariva, yeah. Okay, yeah. You're throwing me off there a little. Nice, nice. So we got to give credit to the artists and the people that that actually, you know, put the work in to 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 make these things so entertaining for so this many different people. He's amazing. Right. He does work yeah. for Marvel, DC, probably Image. Also, he does a he lot. Has a gun for hire, this guy. Dark Horse, uh, Batman, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Star Wars, The Avengers. Hey, the that's Avengers a, coming soon. That was Akuma on his thing. Wow, wow, some great work. Oh yeah, that is an Akuma. Oh, that's a yep, Akuma. that's Akuma. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look at this guy. Oh, I see uh, Harley Quinn. So, oh, Dad, the What If Show. Shout out to the What If show on Disney. Shout out to the What If. Oh, Splinter. Is that Splinter? Is that his yeah, version of Splinter? Totally. Wow, that is amazing. I'm on his oh, big I cartel right we now. We also have Splinter and Shredder in the book, too. The original cover was on, was for sale, the inking on the site. I like that one division one. That's cool. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. Oh, this guy wow, is this nice. Is the, this is oh, the type of this is the type of works this is the type of works I would love to put up uh put up on the oh. wall. Oh that's a throg. It is a throg. Total throg. Ah. So we just bought um one of the uncommon throgs on the VV app yesterday. We got the digital collectible. Um and yeah, it it's basically I should look that up right here, uh just so you guys could see, see what we're what? talking about. Thor, Thor Frogs Wait, where's on Vivi. So, where did Phobes go? Oh yeah, where did Phobes go? I don't know. He, he, he got bounced, but he'll be right back. Um, but yeah, the the Throg that we got on Vivi yesterday, awesome. And most people might not Thor be Frogs familiar, yeah, with with Throg. He's a Thor Frog, right? <laughs> uh, but he he actually made an appearance in the loki series uh and he was a, a variant of thor we got that one they just got oh yeah well we got this one the one where he's standing holding his fist up so yeah if you're interested in picking up one of those it was available from uh the blind box what's the ultra that launched one? on the vv app uh yesterday and as you can see it was a very limited drop. Um, What's the ultra rare one? The ultra rare, you want to see it? This one right here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a good one. There's a win. Ultra rare, meaning there were only 2,000 of them. And you how many is the total? How many Marvel fans there are? Uh, 3,000. How many? What's the total of uh, the, the release total? Um, How many so blind boxes total? Well, the common one, there were 6,600. That, that's what I was looking one. for. Then we got Thor. the rare edition, 4,000. So that's oh, about damn. 10 or 11,000 so far. And then we got. So wait, you paid, you paid 50 bucks for a picture of a frog dressed like Thor? He's, I think it was money, though. He's a 3D, and that uh, 50 buck uh, throg. Is now selling for minimum a hundred dollars, so yeah. we could flip it. And we also now. have uh, Bemo, Captain America, and Mojo Jojo. Yeah, in fact, oh, 
Jojo. Yeah, we got a Mojo Jojo. But I'm telling you, the the Throg, it really pumped up fast in value. Uh, I'm looking That's right Logan. now. The lowest, the floor for the Throg that we have now is ninety nine dollars, and we bought it for fifty. That's our Throg right there. Yeah. Um, and you can never have to go them. to another store to buy a collectible. Just do it you all can online. And with with AR now, you can place them in in whatever environment. Take photos <laughs> with them. Uh, and basically, what they are, they're digital statues, and you can showcase them. If you have a screen showcasing your di different collectibles, just like you would have a painting on the wall. Uh, but it can, it can cycle through, and you can maneuver them. So, and move them so now you got. So now you right, got we're like getting a, a, a bit a digital into. digital plastic thing. You're, you got a digital plastic. He said a digital plastic thing. A digital. He can't separate from the physical. He's like, wait. So you have so you have a digital picture frame where you can say, hey, look at my NFTs. They're flashing up on the wall. I mean, what is a poster? It's just on paper. What's the difference Ooh. between on paper and on a screen? Zippy doo -dah. Yeah, okay. but I'm saying. Uh, and and what, one last thing. And I hear that they're going to introduce soon also digital artist signatures that you can get on That's your NFT, which will be limited as well. Adult. Conversation. No doubt. Right, so you, 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 you got some we records, got record of the week. Into the frog. Oh, the we greatest record of all time, dog. Hey, Google, play Gabe Brubeck. Time out. Oh, we got it. We got it already. Hey, Google, stop. <laughs> so go ahead, uh, Max. Tell us. Because the first oh. song is really, really famous. All right. Well, Max, why don't you give us your review? Um, so excited by this. Let's play the first song, Dad. Okay, Ooh, we gotta yeah. talk over it so we don't get our copyright. We shut down. Right. We will. We will. We bring we'll it. Shut bring it down up a little by little it. Bit. I'm rap okay. over it. I'm be like French Montana. Everyone. This knows is actually this, a, this is an actual. Um, yeah. You know what? This song was in Catri a few. Blue can. Rondo is a Turk. Is a is is a is a classic. I'm going to tell you, you something know, funny about it once Max gets into his thing. Well, talk to me, Max. Talk to me about this track. Yeah, exactly. Tell us a little something about how you felt. How you feel when I this music comes cool. on. Uh, yeah. I love the first song. But it's a very laid, laid back. I think side one is better. I like... I don't really so like side, side one has, has tracks one through one through four on it, correct? Yeah. yeah the one through, one through four. And we all know this, this classic. Everybody knows Take Five. Do you want to you want to hear something interesting about Take Five? A little fact. I yeah. watch his Brubeck documentary. He came up with this rhythm, waiting to pick his kid up at school in New York in a car, and it's the same rhythm to to um, windshield wipers. So if you put this on and your windshield wipers on, at some point they sync. It's crazy. What? Yep. I've never heard that. That's interesting. Uh, it, I mean, Take Five is. It's either this or or Blue Turf. It's one or the other. I remember which was. I actually love this. I love this song. I love this song. It has an excellent riff to it. Like, you know, this is super laid back. Super laid back. This Blue Rondo 
Oh, a turret goes perfect with Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, take, take Five is a great song. Pick Up Sticks is also excellent. Uh, Boo on the Ola Turk is perfect for the song catch, for the movie Catch Me If You Can because it is some like excellent stuff. Chasing is... music. Mm. And uh, yeah, that song was in Catch Me If You Can. I mean, you know, uh, I will say this, like, this is one of those albums that, like, you know what, as far as as jazz that can grip your ear, but also allow you to focus on your work, mm-hmm. this is one of, yeah. this, this particular album is one of those albums yeah. that you can play while you're trying to focus on your work and it'll still, it'll still flow on, right? I mean, it kind of has this... It's that, it's really it's a really into, excellent album. That's how I, I mean to Dave Brubeck in general. Uh, he, he was very like inspiring to like uh, make art to yeah. clean the house to like get up in the morning, throw it on, hell yeah, making your coffee, set the vibe his for he, the day. his his Sonics are right. Like if you ever heard, he did an entire album redoing Disney songs. Mm-hmm. And they're so crazy because they're like Brubeck, but they're Disney songs, and they're like that right. same song right. vibe. Like, well, yeah, I this have, is. I have probably about eight Dave Brubeck quartet live albums, like live okay, in Japan which is and... which is great because you know what, when a jazz artist plays live, you know what, there's gonna be the the, the show. The show that they do when they play live oh, is boy. completely different from the studio album. And it, there you go. Oh, yes, time out. Boom, time out. Yeah. This is the whole collection of time, the time collection. Wow. Wow. That's probably like $3,000. No, no. <laughs> <Like five> <laughs> <bucks>. <laughs> But this is this is oh, well let's worth. See the box. I want to see the box. Okay, nice. It, this is well worth the digging for sure of listening. Well worth it. So like the rest of this is like his opus. You know, it's like it's it's everything he made. It's his. It, I mean, he's done other stuff, but this is really like these five albums really tell his entire like story. Miles, that down. Hold up. It's so excellent. That's so excellent. Time further out, time changes, time, time in, in, time out. out is upside down, That's time in for outer space. I don't know really, the actual, really. like, um, the release dates of these, and we should find that, like, when which was which. I'm not exactly sure, but um, it's, you know, it's some of the best stuff ever. So, really in case stuff. you didn't know, let's pull the man up on oh, the screen. Dave Brubeck. Look at this guy. American jazz pianist and composer, one of the foremost exponents of cool jazz. Look at this guy. Many Uh, of his compositions. Born 1920 in California, died in 2012 at the ripe old age of 91. That's the year before I was born. That's the year before I was born. Well, he had to make room for the next cool jazz pioneer, Max Quarters. There it is. Right. So you, you're going to have to carry on the legacy, Max. Um, I'm just going to do the piano. So look at this. Correctly attributed to Brubeck, the song Take Five, which has become a jazz standard, was composed by Brubeck's longtime musical partner and saxophonist, Paul Desmond. I never knew that, actually. <laughs> and here's Paul Desmond. 
Yep. Yep. Biggest hit. So this. So timeout was in. Timeout was in. I just lost it. Yay. You looking for timeout or take five? Well, no. It start timeout was in fifty nine. Time mm-hmm. further okay. out was in sixty one. Okay. Am I looking at the? I didn't see it. Oh, you see, recorded Thirtieth uh, Street Studios in New York, July first, nineteen fifty nine. He died in two. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Huh. Time changes was in sixty four. Time in was in sixty five. And then. I'm looking for this last one. So, like, he did this opus amongst many years of other stuff, and he did it like within like ten years. It's crazy. Seven, age fifty-two. Oh man, he died young. Wow, Paul Desmond died. Well, because he was like, like they say above. If you look at the uh, uh, thing above, he did years and years of chain smoking. And had mm. poor health because a lot of jazz musicians actually they ran themselves ragged. They were doing show after show after show after show, and also after years they were years at a time. They were often drug, often, drug usage was very mm-hmm. high among jazz musicians and alcoholism. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love Chet Baker for the side note there. Excuse me, I got to sneeze. Peace, God. No. <laughs> Bless you. The dad's news. Bless you, my child. Deal dad's news. Oh, man. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry to have to say this, but it looks like we're coming up on 29 minutes and 50 seconds with Max Quarters. Uh oh. Bye. We love you, Max. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Much love to Max Porters. He came with the heat this week. Great facts, great albums, great everything. Classic. Came with the heat on the frozen facts. That's That's right. Came with that heat on the facts, facts, facts. You got it. And and I'm looking at my watch because about any second now, I feel like break that fourth wall. It's gonna appear in the break the fourth wall. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. 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 Wait, Max, come back. Someone's got something for you. Mike. What? What? Oh, man, I'm not strapped up. Go get the guns. Go get the guns. Oh, my safety's on. Yo, we gotta have we gotta we gotta have a nerf war one day. I am so I am so strapped with nerf guns. I just won oh, that yes. round, I think. Yeah, well, that's because you pulled out a few, but like I got them in my son's room. Believe me, I just ha- I just we happened gotta, to clean. I cleaned this office we, and I found them. They're just like loaded. Hey up. man, let me tell you something. We got an arsenal. We got everything from the fully automatic joints to the pump shits to like you know what? The only ones we don't have are the ones that that launch the the actual round balls. Because Nerf made one that, that yes, yes. I love those because they they fly a lot further than the darts, don't they? Yes, they fly well, a lot okay. further than the darts, don't they? Full disclosure, I did, the other one I had from when I worked at Mishka and we used to make them in a real dark room, right? This one I bought because real shit because I won't tell the kids how to do that. It's fun though. Um, but this one I bought I was like because my cat chases the shit, and I was like, oh, this will be perfect because you can't chase a dart, right? She scared the shit out of this thing. It's she's. I pull it out and she's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" That thing goes way too fast for me, and I'm like, "Oh, 
Now nah, I got Ew. this thing for no reason. You see Man. what I see? <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at the mini gun. Wait. Oh, my God. And then Supreme recently. I have the revolver on the left. Supreme launched this one. This exact gun is a Supreme gun. Okay. I was like, oh. Oh, so, so Supreme made a Nerf gun that they charge you probably 400 bucks for? Mm -hmm. A lot. Get the fuck out of here, man. Fuck those dudes. And they're fucking. Not financial advice. Are, are they? Are, listen, listen. Can I ask so, you guys a, a question? Wait, wait, you guys are. What? I don't. I don't know nothing about Supreme, so don't ask me. Well, no, 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 no. I want to. I want to ask you, uh, opinion wise. Opinion wise, do you feel like a lot of the stuff from Supreme is original, or do you feel like this is just a ripoff? Because the way I see it is, it's a ripoff. What? The what do you, what it's do you not original. It's one not second. original. Work. Hold up. Oh my Supreme, God. One second. Look at just, that. Just I a, need that. Supreme made their entire everything on using other people's work. Like Supreme's logo is Barbara Kruger's work. Right. What? Supreme's logo is Colgate. No. no it's Barbara not. Kruger. No. <laughs> it's basically. Google Barbara Kruger. Colgate. I'm telling you, Barbara Kruger, it's literally her artwork that they stole. Are you not, are you not familiar with Barbara, Barbara Kruger's work? Because you should be. No. Oh, yeah. She's great. There it is. Please she's the best. On this. You know what I almost bought? She did a she did a release a few years ago after Supreme went public with Volcom that was like just shitting on him. I almost bought it. What, she's no joke. Not it, I don't remember what it was. It was something. It was very long. It was, it was perfect, but I don't remember what it was exactly. So, so this was her this whole long time ago, like seventies, so eighties. So basically, she was stealing other people's photographs and just throwing some words on them, right? I mean, she was doing. More <laughs> sorry, than that. but sorry, but that's not very genius to me. I oh, mean, man. it's genius you're that just, you're able to you're figure just, out a way genius. to hustle it and sell it, if, but that's not genius. If you, there's no, I love what you're saying, but there's no perspective, unfortunately. No, if if she's think about hip hop is a sampling impact. agent, right? Yeah, she's All having that, an impact, yeah. an emotional exactly. impact, and making social statements with her work. Yeah. This is not just her stealing a photo of someone's <laughs> face. Okay, uh, that that's not what this is. That that kind of is what that's that not is. Not just stealing a photo. Anyone can put words within a box. And take you it over what? someone's but you know what? No, It's no, who no, does no. it and how they present it. No, no, no. You can say about a lot of genius art, you could say, man, I could do that. But guess what? You didn't. Okay? Right. Like a, Jackson, like a Jackson Pollock, right? Like, think about it. Jackson Pollock splashing stuff all over a canvas. You call that, you call that actual what about, work? Yeah. Right? What about the modern, Nike the logo? Modern, the Nike logo is just a swoosh. Okay. Right, and uh, no one says that's a stroke of genius. Yes, yes, they do. Right, and somebody's somebody's it is one done of the most recognizable logos in well, the world. Somebody did something right. That's all that means. Like, Nike you know, paid a grad student like, like fifteen bucks for that thing. Okay, because someone had the vision. Well, because they were nobody. They had the vision, but but they could have switched that at any point, and they knew that no. The, the, the swoosh is, is where it's at. It's not about how complex something is. You know what I mean? Look look at like any vector art that's built of shapes. You know what I mean? 
Right, like, right, right, but, right. Look at Hello Kitty. You think Hello Kitty is a difficult thing to draw? But let's talk about one thing. Creation but, is never... Okay. Whoa, 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 Creation is never about how difficult something is. Because how it's hard subjective. is it to really mix two records, Joe? Not that hard when you figure okay. it out. So, like, right, everything but it, isn't... But it has but, to be your idea to combine two different right. sounds together. It's sampling. Like, hip-hop's right. entire existence is on other people's music flipped and, and repeated. It, you right. know, so, like, right. we live... Right. We come from a sampling generation, and it, and it just... It's through the entire thing. There's also a concept that's real of... When I was in a dark room, I used to work in dark rooms, and there was always a... We have talked about this before. There was always a, a sign on the wall that said, there are no new ideas. And right. like, right, that's real. Right. So with that, there are no new ideas and we have to work with what we've got. And then you're going to just re like, it's not about like if it's new or different, it's about who does it, how and when. Like timing is everything about impact. You know what I'm saying? Like timing and is everything about impact. But her, her work was out way before like Supreme made it big and they just kind of reassociated it. They were just like, boop. You know, nobody cared at that at that moment. Nobody cared for many I, years Supreme existed. You know that you were around. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I remember hanging out with Mike Hernandez and a bunch of the guys were yeah. across the street from the Liquid Sky store. Right. The point of the when, song like, is that when they couldn't even when they couldn't even give away a fucking right. shirt, and they, they were giving the, them away. They lasted right? the test of time, but but the point of this is that like there is no. You, we started with Supreme as an original, okay. At this point, right. you said, is it worth it? And it's like, no. And what Serge is saying about Nike is that Supreme has taken this brand and done it consistently for X amount of years. They've been bought three times. They're owned by mega corporations that own oh, other, yeah. other mega brands. And so now it's just, it's like anything. We just happen to be around long enough to see it. If you were born 10 years ago and you mm -hmm. get into like street culture as an 11 teen year old, both your kids will probably go through this. They both probably want Supreme at some right. point. And like, I'm oh, sorry, finish it. Go on, right. no, go on. No, I was going right. to say, what about people that hear like adult new song um, and then they run into uh, down the line uh, the original sample and they're like, yo, crazy, they sampled Wu Tang right. for this. And you're like, you're like no. no. Right. And like <laughs> at some point, I think all of us hip hop fans at some point, at one point or another, have been there at some point. At some point, you know? Like have like young young earlier on, but oh oh, then you put it together that where everything comes from, right? And that's how you learn that oh, all this shit is from before, and there's so many layers to this, and it's about like cultural influence generationally that leads to new. You know, we don't play yeah. instruments this generation. We don't fucking like so many people are creators, but people don't paint always. Like some people do, but like so many there's so many more people that create without text tactile. Tactile, tactile. Thank you. Tactile things. Not that there aren't right. people that aren't painting and sculpting and wood. This, that, of course. But I think there's so many people that are doing creativity from a non-tactile format that you get to this like. Right. It's a different thing. It's not that it's it's fake or it's just different. It's a new thing. Just like NFTs are the same but new version of it, a new medium for I mean, art. Look at this, the Winston, right? Yeah, the Winston yeah, yeah. Duke, Amen, brother. Boom, boom, bah, bah. 
That's right. Sampled five thousand three hundred seventy-seven times. Does that mean? Uh, I would say, I would say way more than that. I'd say way more than that too. This is probably just like charting like, hits or something. They they obviously this is, this is what people have drum and bass scene and amen rollers. Right. Well, this is they people that actually went to go get sample cleared. That's all. Those are the people that right. cleared that sample. Right now, right. now are you going to tell me that people that sampled Amen Brother to make drum and bass have done something that holds no value? No, but let me put oh. that in perspective. Let me put that. You're going to ask if they got a sample cleared. No, 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 no. But let me let me put that into musical perspective mm-hmm. for we, you. Uh, uh, no. uh, in, in one second, because also it's not just them sampling the Amen and using it for their track, but then their the tweak on the Amen becomes that sound. gets sampled. Yep. And down the line. So, right, so right, right. Now, what I'm saying is what Supreme does is they take the whole Amen Brothers song that the Winstons did, right? And then they put Supreme on it. Wait, are you ready for that's something though? It. But wait, no, that's no, no. But it. then that's not. Wait, that's wait not, for it. Wait for it. That's they not pay. Tweaking. They pay Amen Brothers to use their shit a lot of fucking money because they think it's important culturally to their bank account and to the world. They pay them a shit ton of money. They re-release it and they make them more relevant than they have been in thirty fucking years. That's not true. When you get that's a very true. If, if you Supreme get a Supreme, put out a wait, DJ on, JoJo, if you get a Supreme North Face jacket. Right, that's a fucking North Face jacket. It's not. It's not because because Supreme put some shit on it. They take it's worth exactly more. Exactly what's what? there because right? they put the Supreme tags all over it. It's worth fifty five percent more. Hundred percent. You know more. what? It becomes a cooler jacket. This is real. If it Supreme become, put out, it doesn't become more utilitarian, bro. It just if tomorrow because it references now a whole culture. You know what I mean? If Supreme decided they were going to put out a more garbage, like, podcast something with us t-shirt, we'd have more fucking people watching our show ever than you'd ever see. I know. The influence is undeniable. And it's just the power of numbers. At this point, it's power of numbers. They're not this small brand. They're a monster corporation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But they're unoriginal. They're unoriginal. What's That's original? Original. They were original in that they, you know what? They didn't even pioneer that. I would say almost someone like fucked might have pioneered that. Or Stussy. Or Stussy. Stussy. No. Stussy. Uh, but there were no, a like it's, li- well, it's literally a serial killer and it, but, all these but other brands. Supreme that followed is literally seeded from Stussy. James okay. Jebbia worked at Stussy in New York. Ah, that's, true. that's true. That's it. Started Supreme started with those people. Like oh, that's the lineage. It's not like it's not. That's the lineage. That's the seed. It's like fuck Supreme. Yeah, there was pervert, serial killers, a few other things, blunt, this, that. You know, right? And I've and and you know what it comes down to is the people behind it are what lasted the test of time. Because there's a weird story about the guy behind pervert. I don't remember it exactly, but he like, you know, and like. Yeah. together and um the the same with uh um the guy behind blunt you know i met him once or twice and i was like oh i know why you know, you know nice guy and stuff but you like it's new york timing it's new york got their money what are you talking about they got paid so much money they did. no 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 but i'm saying new york but new york to me was a little bit more more original in, in what they were putting out there right 
like you know, a couple Arguable. product ripoff things. Like, yeah, you know, but- look. Product ripoff stuff is going to happen. Right? Part of skate, though. Right. It's part of skate culture. Very big part of skate culture. Yes, always has absolutely. Been. Absolutely. The founder of Supreme, James Jabaya, James actually Jebbia. worked for the first bricks and mortar Stussy store, learning trade <coughs> from Sean Stussy himself. There it is. The founder of ASSC, Nick Lurk, also worked for Stussy as a marketing specialist for several years. Okay, so before starting, my point is that take note of because Stussy is widely considered to be one of the first evidence of streetwear in all history. If you look at at Sean Stussy's Instagram, this Um, let me show you something. I'm gonna put up Vision Streetwear before that, Vans before that, um, Dogtown, but but they're different. Wait a second, skatewear. That's right. So Sean Stussy, like he he bridged the line, right? And mainly they did it. They did it with. With the music, think about all the original people that are wearing like roots, like <coughs> tribe, Stussy tribe, this that. They were doing it with the music and the skate. He was in surf first, not skate, right? So like, right? I just it was the he Sean Stussy is just a visionary. It's really what it comes down to. He's a visionary, and he he saw the bridge, and he didn't put it together because he was trying to. It was kind of like natural. Uh, Rick Klotz helped a lot with Fresh Drive at that similar era. Um, Coming it, from was, it crossed over with graffiti, with yeah, it was, uh, it was rebelling against the system, you know. With yeah, but think of think about how many different how many different brands brands like that were coming out of New York, like a lot of different stuff. Like who uh, who came before them that were doing that. No, I'm not saying before them. I'm saying oh, right okay. along. Oh, yeah. Right Influenced along with many. Right, right. You know, well, it doesn't take long. So for check you out what I'm like, sharing. Look check out that. what I'm sharing. So what I'm sharing is a picture that Sean Stussy shared the other day. And that's James Jebbia, young James Jebbia, the day that Supreme opened at Sean Stussy's shot. Across, directly across. That's the OG Supreme. On Lafayette, point, Lafayette point of the song Street. is that. There's your there's your seed. This is James. This is Sean Stussy saying this is the day that we did this. You see, mm-hmm. like this is not right. like there's a lineage. There's an actual heritage to where everything is and why things are so big. Because Sean to Stussy, even though Sean Stussy doesn't own it, it's still around and they've run a streetwear business very honestly better than anybody has ever. And they are the they, they are the de facto. They were cool. They're uncool. They're cool. They're uncool. And they've done it in a I way where. This is how they did it. Let me explain though. They they really like they 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 made the the cycle for everybody. So they okay. got big in Japan. They were huge here. Then they were big in Japan, and then they got uncool over time, right? Like other things took over. Echo this that, and like all of a sudden, Stussy wasn't as cool. But what they did was they pulled all their distribution back, and they just started releasing very limited stuff only in Japan. And it became ultra cool again. And then they started distributing here again. They got big again. And they've done this three or four cycles. That's their business model. They never die because they always scale back. And they, because of it, they've stayed relevant forever. Like, right. You know, and it's, it's, it's genius, but it's also because they were this, they were the first to do it, to like, to do it like this, to do it the big way Mm -hmm. that it's been done. There are others fucked, of course, same time period, but you know, Fucked is is going like Eric Brunet is a genius, but he also he's he's a guy that you know 
his big claim to fame will be that he fought um copyright law and won. He fought he fought the Capitol Hill and won. Right. You know, he right. did this amazing right. thing. He was the beginning of streetwear, but he he just that that brand didn't play the game the same. They but they did the Japan thing. It kept them alive forever as well. You know what? Well, Z York Z York did the same thing, right? They moved mm. quickly from oh, they, yeah, they moved quickly away mm, from their skate from their skate roots and went right into the fashion thing. Right, but they away. did it. They Everyone. sold it. No, 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 no. They sold it to Echo, and that's when that happened. Oh, is that when that happened? After they sold it to Mark Echo? Yep, they were doing fashion really? shit, but not like that. No, they, they were weren't. skate. They were, they were core fact, skate. They were they were pure. They were pure skate brand. And then but they were real designers. Yeah, uh oh, but their New York shit started to take off. Right, Mick Lennon's. Yo, this man, some uh, this—that's my favorite. That wait, no, that one, that one, top right. That statue in the top right was my was my Facebook profile. So who is seen, so who is Alexander Alexander Kosolopov? Where, uh, where uh, is he from? New York. Give us a little no, background dude. about Alexander Kosolopov. He's a Russian pop artist. Uh, okay, that was. Um, very prolific, same around the same time that Andrew uh, Andy Warhol was. Oh, uh, okay, that's okay. the time. Okay. I didn't know the timing. Oh yeah, he's, okay. he's been around, and he does. How old is he right now? He's in his seventies. He's probably okay. about seventy-seven Got or something. I, I, I actually, he has this actual statue in in his New backyard. I've seen it. He's in New Yorker. He, his studio, yeah, is in New York. Um, in, uh, I mean, I don't know if I should really say exactly where his studio is. Sounds like, a, sounds, like a, sounds like a guest, sounds like a guest for the More Garbage podcast. <laughs> oh, he, sounds like he, he would probably be happy to come on and talk. I, I, I know him very well, actually. You um, do, you do. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this is great. Right this is great. This sounds like somebody that's can I ask you how interested. How big is that statue of Mickey and Minnie in real life? Out of curiosity, look at it. I, not that one. The other I love one, you're the like, the, I, them banging. The dog oh, style one. Tabletop. Got but, it. But, the, but there are bigger ones. Ah! <laughs> Dude, he recently, um, in the last Yo. couple of years, he had a wow. huge show at the National Museum in Moscow. Okay? Yes. A solo yep. show. The whole museum, it was bananas. Wow, wow, bananas. Okay, it, it's really like very rare that something like that happens. I mean, look at these. So, so how is he allowed to use some of this imagery without Disney getting up in his ass? It's art. Well, they tried, they tried, and they fought him, and he fought uh, back, and and they were they were not able to stop him because he's making social commentary, and he was not confusing. The public as to whether um, Disney was a part of this project or not. Also, he has he shown me. Uh, I mean, Stan Lee. Come got, on, he got a letter from Stan Lee telling him how much he admired his work. That's dope. That's Stan excellent. Lee himself. Yeah, yeah. That's and excellent. You can see him him working with these images. Um. And and this book right here, if you guys are interested in checking out more about Alexander Kosolopov, Socks Art, um, is a book available on Amazon. This is him in his younger days. I saw 
you know what, uh, uh, you know, on on some other but the same subject, right? I was out at a local art show. You saw that this, was, Fubs? Yeah. You saw this, one of these actual photos, remember? I yeah. mean, not photos, one of these actual works. Yeah, those were, that was fucking crazy. It was, yeah. That, that like, big well, one, the Molotov. Is that, <laughs> is that official? That's that official. is. I knew it. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, only like, fifty-five bucks know, a book. Uh, there was there was an artist. Uh, there was a pop artist uh, that was doing a local uh, local show out here, and one of his pieces, which I almost bought, was it's funny because all it was was uh, let's say was it uh, about two feet uh, about two feet by a foot and a half, right? Uh, Block of wood that had a sticker panel of all the all these different stickers that pretty much I own since since high school. We're talking about like Spitfire wheels, uh, Spitfire wheels stickers, like uh, uh, fucking Vision Streetwear stickers, like you know, like all kinds of just uh, New York sticker was on there actually too. Um, just a bunch of stickers on a on a panel, right? And it was just, you know, a side of pop culture, right? But a lot of his stuff was like was like that, right? He had an iteration of the the Spitfire wheels thing and a couple of other uh, other joints. And I actually mm-hmm. almost bought I almost bought the piece. Crazy. I mean, well, come on, man! This show is really who was the artist, really Joe? Incredible. Uh, I can't remember his name. He was a local Austrian artist, though. And I was like, "Where'd you get some of these stickers?" He's like, "Yeah, I had some friends that are from the U.S. and stuff because they were all like U.S. U.S. stickers and U.S. companies and stuff." See, if you go to his website, I just found his Spitfire sticker yesterday. You'll find know. works from the '70s all the way up to today. So he's wow. still very much active. But you want to take a quick look at some of the 70s work? Let's see. It's like paintings? Yeah. Crazy. Painting, sculpture. He's actually trained um, uh, as a sculptor. You know, I mean, uh-huh. so you could see all those Mickey Mouse Lennon sculptures. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, he also does uh, screen printed works. Um, I mean, he, he does it all. Here you go, folks. This looks no, that's right. the jam. Yeah, this is crazy. Saw one of these official ones, just the yeah, there's thing. something about that that does no justice in this size. Anyway, we could do a I like whole it, segment on this guy. He He's really he's bananas with the concepts. Um, hey, the seven dwarfs and Lennon. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> it's pretty deep, and a lot of people have been influenced by these works mm-hmm. over the years. Even people that don't know that they're influenced by. I was about to say, and they don't even know it. They're influenced by the people influenced by. Pay him his money, <laughs> right? Right, and certain certain things are are really iconic and able to slip over, like the product rip off the Malevich sold here, right? Like you know what I mean? The the way who knows? that that Marlboro. Triangle or sideways. And again, the reason I bring this up is because, once again, iconic white text on red background. 
But that's Colgate. That's, that's, I could say Supreme sold here, right? Yeah, true. True. It could. Listen. But you would have to associate, like, you know what I mean? The font work on that like, makes you automatically, you know. In fact, if Supreme does that, they, they better shout me out. <laughs> yeah. If nah. Supreme does, I, I wonder if Supreme is going to do Supreme Marlboros. <laughs> they, they probably have or whatever. They, they Supreme cigarettes. Out. They've done a step stool for, for Christ's sake, you know. Anyway, <laughs> oh, we got, got that about, actually. We got like, about two su- minutes to go on our Sunday su- crunch for today's Supreme September twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, and JoJo has some final thoughts for you. The Supreme pinball machine sucks. <laughs> Fucking garbage. I, I kind of agree. It looks. It looks pretty. But it's garbage. It's boring. It's a boring game. Yeah, I gotta say. You know, if you, if you get that, you get oh. that for novelty alone. This is why it's not for pinball collectors, but for Supreme collectors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so Supreme collectors would think that, that that medieval madness is ridiculous, too, nah. if they're a Supreme collector. But then they should right. get slapped, mm-hmm. right? We're going to, yo, we're going to go over a, a pinball. We're going to go over a pinball review because the, there, there's a lot of artwork. That was put into these panels in pinball. Like we're gonna go all nerd out one time for some on, on some pinball shit and talk about iconic pinball machines at one point. Because I would love to do that. Uh, so <laughs> more garbage podcast Sunday crunch. Big shout out to Max Quarters for our Max Facts book of the week, record of the week. Please check out uh, the Dave Brubeck Quartet Classic. Um, Get that time collection. Here's my, my thumbnail. Okay, the timeout, and check out the box set um, on Amazon called Where's he at? For all time. Okay. Also, Excellent be work. sure to check out uh, the Batman and Ninja Turtles Adventures. Uh, approved, official by Max Facts. And, uh, and yeah, don't check out socks.art for more works from Alexander Kosolapov. And don't forget to check out the uh, Man Cave Mix sessions each and every week on the uh, DJ JoJo Facebook page. That's right. And Twitch. Okay. That's right. Digital confusion in the area. My friends, for myself, Vandal, DJ JoJo, and Fubs. Uh, that's it. That's all. In the books. We out of here, Pierce. Oh, oh, are we are we lighting up on the way out? Let me do that. Hmm. All right, coffee's up. That's it. That's all. We out of here, Pierce. Love you guys. More garbage. More garbage. <laughs>